More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are joined now by the governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who recently traveled to South Florida to endorse President Trump for another term in office. She is doing very well as the governor of the great state of Arkansas. And Sarah, Governor Sanders, I don't I don't know what we should call you here. I'll call you uh, governor, I guess. That's fun. Uh, pretty cool. What makes you think Trump is the best choice to be the next president of the United States? Uh, well, happy to answer that question. And first, you can call me uh, Sarah. You can call me governor. I've been called so much worse than anything <laughs> that is uh, within that ballpark. I'm happy to answer. Yeah, to, so. no doubt. Uh, well, I, I think it's really simple and it's really clear. I mean, this is shaping up to be um, a, a matchup between Biden and Trump. You have two people who have been president who have very distinct, very different records. And one is a record of success where we had secure borders. Our economy was strong. Our allies actually respected us. Our enemies feared us. And on the other side, under President Biden, you have a complete and total record of failure. We have wide open borders. We have, you know, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. We have Ukraine. We have what's happening in the Middle East. We have out of control inflation. Every, you know, energy dependence uh, is something that is big for our state and for our country. And everything Biden has touched, he has screwed up, which is the polar opposite of when Donald Trump is in office. Our country was good and strong. And you have very clear contrast between these two candidates. And it's why I'm happy and proud to support President Trump. And I know he will be able to do a great job, just like he's proven he's already been capable of in the past. You know how this goes, Sarah. It's Buck. Thanks for being here. Um, but we, we had someone call in recently who was absolutely convinced that we were missing something that was politically obvious, at least to this one caller, which is that you were going to be Trump's VP if Trump, in fact, is the nominee and, and well, is the nominee. That's as far as it would have to go for that. 
Uh, would you consider that and or another role again in a Trump administration? Or are you set on being the governor of the great state of Arkansas? I, look, I, I've, I've done my time in Washington. I absolutely love being home. I think I have one of the best jobs in the world being governor of Arkansas, and I'm really happy here, and I can just continue trying to do a good job for the people of my state. Well, let me ask you about what you're doing in your state here. The, you uh, tweeted out you're the first governor to kick China off our farmland, and Arkansas just received a check for $280,000 from the CCP-owned company that we kicked out to pay the fine for violating state law. Uh, tell us about what what happened here and, and what how concerned should people be about this buying up of U.S. farmland in states like Arkansas, well, not anymore, but by the Chinese Communist Party? Well, I think people should be very concerned about the fact that we have a known bad actor that is buying up land. Look, if they were coming here and they wanted to be great partners on the global stage and really uh, help America continue to be successful, I'm all for that. But that is very clearly not their intention and not their goal. And we don't want them in our backyard. So we passed a law earlier this year making it illegal for a company that is majority owned uh, and tied to the Chinese Communist Party that they can't operate and they can't own land here in the state of Arkansas. We did an investigation, determined there was a company that had just under 200 acres here in the state, a seed technology company. Agriculture is extremely important to our state. It's our number one industry. It's also a big national security I- issue. If we can't protect uh, our agriculture technology, I think that's a big problem for our country. It's a place we know that the Chinese are trying to come in and attack us from. And so we kicked them out. We said, you can't operate in our state. And not only that, we're going to fine you for breaking the law because you did it knowingly. And so we got a check for $280,000, and we are moving them out of Arkansas. Good for you, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, with us now. You've endorsed Trump. You spent a lot of time in the White House. What would you say to Donald Trump's critics who say he doesn't have the temperament to be president of the United States? You know, I I think that one of the things that people love about Donald Trump is he does tell it like it is. I don't think people are looking for, you know, a guy that's just going to shake hands and hug the Chinese. We need somebody who can stand up to him. And that's exactly what you're going to get with Donald Trump is somebody who tells you where he is, maybe more often than you want, but he gets things done. And it's hard to argue with his record of success and his ability to enact conservative principles across all levels of government. Um, and, you know, I got a chance to sometimes see that that softer side that he doesn't show very often, but he's somebody who loves the country. He cares about the people of our country and wants to see, I think, every person be successful. And when I was under just relentless, attack from the left it was president trump who defended me who empowered me and supported me to do my job um and i I always love that democrats try to own that they're the party of women when they can't even tell you what a woman is much less defend those who are out there uh, on the national stage as i was and it was donald trump who did that and i another one of the reasons i'm proud to support him you know, one thing we continue to see, speaking to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, uh, governor, also known as Sarah to us because we've known you for a while, um, you uh, you have a, a red state there that you're running. 
And we just saw in California that they were able to clean up San Francisco when, you know, actual communists showed up for a meeting with Biden. Um, but they had to do that because the blue states, major blue states are in a state of decay. New York and California, high taxes, high crime, government dysfunction. A lot of people have had enough. There's been a lot of movement. We often talk about Florida, Texas, Tennessee as the states that get the most blue state refugees, if you will. How is Arkansas stacking up in that? And, and how are you going to try to be more a part of that migration of capital, investment, and just Americans? Yeah, you know, right now our state is is booming, and we're seeing a massive influx of people coming in, largely coming from either the West Coast, which you're seeing a lot of migration from. We've had over uh, 30, a little over 30,000 people move into our state just this year alone. Uh, a large portion of that from the state of California. People are sick and tired of an out-of-control, top-heavy government that tries to dictate every single part of their life. I think one of the saddest things about what's happened this week where they cleaned up the streets in San Francisco is they've shown that they're capable of doing it. They're just choosing not to every other day outside of this week. And in a state like Arkansas, not only are we making our states, our streets safer, cleaner, we're making our schools better, and we're doing that not for the Chinese, but for Americans, for our Kansans, because we want to see our people succeed, and we want to see them live in communities that are thriving and doing well. And I think that other people are seeing that too, and that's why they're moving out of places like California and coming to red states like Arkansas and some of those other neighbors of ours. You were the White House press secretary. Karine Jean-Pierre is now the White House press secretary. How would you assess her performance? Well, I'm always careful because I think it's one of the uh, hardest jobs there is. But the difference is I actually had a good story to tell. We had good things happening. Uh, the president, uh, under President Trump, our, our country was strong. Our economy was strong. We were safer. We were more secure. We were prosperous. So I had good things to talk about. I frankly feel really sorry for her. One, I don't think she is spectacular at her job, but also she doesn't have anything good to go out there and talk about and sell, and that makes that difficult job even harder to do and do well. And so um, she's got an uphill battle. I, I certainly don't envy her, and I'm glad that I got to take on that role for the president that I did. And what do you think should be the president, I'm sorry, should be the Republican nominee's focus in this presidential race? I mean, if you were to, messaging was what you did in the White House, right? Obviously, you still do it now as governor of Arkansas. But what do you think should be the primary driver, at least with the pieces on the chessboard as they are right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, the contrast between the, the two candidates, between Biden and Trump, you, again, you've got a, a record of success versus a record of failure somebody who governed from a position of strength versus a position of weakness that we see from President Biden every single day. Um, I, I think focusing on the economy, the safety and security of our country, those are things that are always top of mind in every election. And the contrast on those particular issues is are really strong for Republicans. Under Republican leadership, we had a booming economy. We had a secure border. We didn't have a war popping up in a different part of uh, the globe every single day like we're seeing in this administration. And so I think those are the places that we can lean into. But I think when you really get to the core of it um, and the difference of Republicans versus Democrats, to me, 
that breakdown is really simple. When we ask people, do you want to make decisions about how to raise your family, about how to engage in your community, how to run your business, or do you want the government to do it? If you want to do it yourself, you're a Republican. If you want the government to make those decisions for you, how you raise your kids and what you do in your business, then you're a Democrat. And when you put it in those simple terms, I think it gets real easy and it's really hard to find a lot of people out there who would prefer the government telling them how to run their life. Sarah, you know, you said, uh, you know, Trump, Biden, obviously you've endorsed Trump. You think Trump is the guy. You work for President Trump. How confident are you it is going to be Joe Biden? It's a topic, a regular topic of discussion on the show. I mean, you, you know, I, I'm hopeful, frankly, that it is because I, I think he's such a weak and terrible candidate that that helps Republicans um, and certainly put President Trump in a better position to win next November. So I, I'm hopeful that he remains their guy and their nominee. Whether or not he does, um, I've never been one to pretend that I can understand Democratic thinking. So I will leave that to them to figure out their process and just continue focusing on how we continue to build a strong coalition of conservative Republicans to propel President Trump across the finish line. Thanks so much, and uh, congratulations on how things are going as governor, and we look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. At some point, you guys need to come down to Arkansas and visit us in person. No doubt. Only if I can see my beloved Razorbacks. Hey, there you go. You're learning college football a little bit. Although it's been a rough season for Sarah's uh, Razorbacks right now. It's been a rough season, but, you know, we're we're always optimistic around here. But uh, no matter how bad the season is, we'll still call the Hogs, and I'll be happy to teach you how to do that when you get here. (laughs) All righty. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Governor Governor, uh, Sarah Sanders, thanks so much. Appreciate you being with us. Look, support U.S.-funded resources in oil and gas assets. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital connects private investors like you with investments in tangible domestic energy assets. Investing in these high-yield corporate bonds can yield annual interest rates of 9 to 13% with monthly payments. Phoenix Capital Group offers various options with different rates and terms to choose from. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream. Be part of the backbone that built our nation. To learn more, download Phoenix Capital Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% APY. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you to all of our VIPs at ClayNBuck.com for filling the inbox with military history commentary and the greatest generals of all time. Lots of fascinating stuff coming in. We'll try to get some more of that in the third hour. Uh, but thank you for sending them in. And if you aren't a Clay and Buck VIP, please consider it. ClayNBuck.com uh, sports us here on the show, the whole team, everything we do. And uh, you get some cool stuff like access to the email inbox. All right. We talked yesterday about the Kevin McCarthy alleged elbow against into Congressman Burkett's, uh, did he say kidney area? Very specific. Um, yes. I think that's what he said, a kidney shot, which makes it, you know, it's one thing to elbow somebody when they're not looking, but I mean, to elbow somebody with a kidney shot feels particularly across the line. You know, it feels, feels like that's not supposed to happen. To be fair, Kevin McCarthy is now vehemently denying the former Speaker of the House is saying this flatly did not happen. This is cut to play it. Not elbow. I would not hit him in a kidney. HC5, you're all down there, right? Not a very big hallway. So I'm walking out. You could talk to Bruce Westman, because I actually called him after you guys reported something. I said, did I hit somebody? Bruce Westman and I were walking out. I guess a reporter was interviewing Burchard or something. I guess our shoulders hit, because Burchard runs up to me and said, I didn't know what he was talking about. Some reporters asked me. I did not run and hit the guy. I did not kidney punch him. I did not shoot anything like that. You didn't shot me. No. I, we're walking through. You, you were at HC5, right? You guys line up along the way there. It was Bruce Westman and I walking out. He must have been interviewing someone. I didn't know it was him or something. I guess our elbows hit as I walked by. I didn't Look, I I mean, I I don't want to cast dispersions here. This feels very grade school. Okay, this is the former Speaker of the House that is talking in that in that clip. The former third in line for the presidency. So, and we had Congressman Burkett on yesterday. He said, absolutely no question that this was intentional. It, It strikes me as, I mean, like a little hard to believe that a member of Congress would do this, you know, in this way. But then again. We did have a senator basically say he wanted to throw down with some union teamster guy in the Senate. So 
Things are getting a little crazy these days. What if they had actually gotten in a fight in the Senate? Like, isn't it the Taiwanese parliament where they're like, there are video of people throwing, throwing like high kicks at each other? Oh, I think? yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gone. That, that went viral. And we talked about historically there have been fights. I mean, can you imagine Bernie Sanders trying to break up a fight between two guys in a Senate, uh, subcommittee hearing? That would be, do you remember, you may have even seen this viral video. Do you remember when Don Zimmer ran up on Pedro Martinez back in the day as the Yankees Red Sox? I think it was a playoff game, uh, and Pedro Martinez is like getting charged. <laughs> he kind of like shoves Don Zimmer down. That's kind of the way that I see the Bernie Sanders trying to break up. Do you know that video I'm talking about? Like Don I, I, a Zimmer little bit, is yeah. like, he's probably I, I 75 remember. years old, you know, like, uh, like was old it, guy. Was it Roger like kind of Clemens or Nolan Ryan who got charged and put the guy in a headlock and started kind of throwing haymakers no, at him? That was Nolan Ryan and, uh, and he was punching. If you hadn't brought it up, Robin Ventura, I think, uh, in the head, that was like 25 years ago. He got him in like a headlock and just Robin Ventura just punched him over and over and over again. Um, you know, Nolan Ryan's an old cattle rancher and he basically just grabbed He's it. He's got I that mean, old you know, cattle rancher strength. You know what I yeah. mean? A lot of grip strength on those guys. Yeah. And, uh, and Nolan Ryan also pitched till he was like 45 years old or whatever the heck it was throwing, uh, throwing no hitters until, uh, until that age basically as well. I think he and struck out over 5,000 people. I'll just say this. I think this is actually all very helpful though, Clay, bringing us back to this, this story for, uh, Congressman Mike Johnson, the new speaker of the house, because they just passed a continuing resolution with Nobody Democrat cares. votes, everybody funding the government. Nobody cares. People are going to pretend to care. I don't know how cynical you want me to get on this one, but all these Republicans, we need to tackle the debt. And then it's okay. We're going to shut down the government. And then, nope, actually, they're not. They're not. And I know they could say that he's only been in office for whatever it is a few weeks now, but uh, let's see what happens the next time. Yeah, look, until you control the, uh, the, the Senate and certainly until you control the White House, your bargaining power is minimal. Uh, Mike Lindell, my pillow team have a great new line of products meant to make your home that much more comfortable. They've introduced a line of towels called the My Towels, soft and absorbent, not easy to accomplish for towel manufacturers. My pillow's done it. They're using a new kind of cotton to make the towels. You can get a six piece set for a low introductory sale price of twenty nine ninety eight with our names Clay and Buck as the promo code. You can get the designer premium line for just twenty bucks more. 50% in savings to get the offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square to check out the new My Towel six-piece towel sets. Get 50% in savings. Remember, enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this special and many more. All you need to do, go to MyPillow.com. Click and use that code Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. All right, this was inevitable, and I think what's happening to me is going to be happening to a lot of you out there. As soon as there was a decision to hire 87,000 new IRS agents, ultimately the focus is not just going to be on billionaires. It's not just going to be on people and what their costs were on their private jets or how they expensed their fourth different mansion in a third different country. It's ultimately going to end up on you and me and everybody out there who the IRS determines they're going to treat like a criminal. And I just want to share 
what's going on. I, I talked about this, I think it was last week, Buck, when I said that I was being audited for the first time ever. Uh, the same year that I began to do this show with Buck and it got some attention. People were like, oh, what's going on? I also now, Buck, have gotten a notice from the IRS. That was on my 2021 tax return. I got a notice from the IRS on my 2022 tax return. And in that notice, they said that I owed $39.75 in additional tax. Now, just to put it into context for all of you, I'm very fortunate. Um, I, I, in the last decade, have started to do pretty well in my professional career. I have paid over $10 million in federal income tax over the past two years. I got a notice on my 2022 tax return that I owed an additional $39.75. Mind you, I have paid over $10 million in federal income taxes. You cannot tell me that they are not screwing with me now so I wrote a new well, check. Maybe maybe they wanted their thirty-seven dollars. I mean, the ten million that you gave them already—that's you know, all well and good. But there's thirty-seven bucks that's left on the table there. To be fair, thirty-nine dollars and seventy-five cents. I was tempted to write thirty-nine seventy-six, so they would have to send me a refund for the extra penny in taxes that I had paid. But this is what's going to happen to many of you. And I want to talk for a minute about my 2021 return because I think. A lot of you out there that run small businesses, a lot of you out there that are doing everything right, paying your taxes, you don't have Swiss bank accounts out there. Buck, I don't even understand how this is legal. On my 2021 tax return, they haven't alleged that I underpaid anything. Again, they they allege that I underpaid $39.75 in my 2022 tax return, so I legitimately paid that yesterday. But they're telling me we want all of your bank statements for the past couple of years. We want you to hand over any sort of business relationship contracts that you have so that we can review them. And I'm just sitting back, and I've got a law degree, but I have not spent a lot of time in tax law, to be fair. But how is it that our federal government can come to me not say that I owe anything at all additional on my 2021 taxes, but demand that I produce hundreds, if not thousands potentially, of pages of documents that I hand over to them that they then scour to try and argue that I owe more money. Like, you can't just say to someone under existing law, and F- <laughs> Who knows with Joe Biden, right? Let's put a preface there. But an FBI agent couldn't just knock on my door and say, we want your cell phones and your laptops and your iPads. And I would say, what for? And they would say, well, we just want to review all of them to make sure that you haven't committed any crime. Shouldn't there be probable cause here on a tax return to say, hey, we think you owe I mean, I've turned in my tax. They see all of the bills. You know, they have access to everything that I receive in payment. And there's no allegation that I haven't paid everything that I owe. They're just saying to me, hey, 
we need hundreds of pages, if not thousands of pages of your records so that we can review them? How is that legal? I, I, I just, I don't understand it. And the reason why I'm telling the story is when I try to be completely honest with you, but what's happening to me with 87,000 additional IRS agents is going to be happening to a lot of you out there listening well, right now. We'll also understand, you know, if you go back to the founding, there was the issue of, uh, of the general warrant or a writ of assistance, right, where they could go in just because they felt like it and look at everything. So this was the customs officials. So they could go into your homes, look at all your papers, look at all your effects, everything and anything they wanted to because they had a writ of assistance and the Crown wanted to know, and that was it. Um, and then they could obviously seize contraband, levy fines, and even imprison you. And the, the notion of a general warrant, just an unspecified, give us all of this stuff, was something that very much bothered the founders and something that, uh, you know, helped lead to this country we know of as, as America. Um, because this was, com- this was common with the customs officials and they used it as both a compliance tool, but also a harassment tool against people. And you had no means of, of redress. Um, you know, the IRS effectively operates with a general warrant, as in they can just decide that it's your turn. You know, they see something that is some indicator and they decide it's your turn to get, uh, the treatment that you are getting right now, Clay. And, you know, why should you think about it? It's an additional tax. Yes. On, of your money and time to make sure that you are complying with taxes you've already paid. Why shouldn't that, why shouldn't there be a loser pays for those of you familiar? They have this in some court proceedings in the UK. Yeah. The government should have to, if you comply with all your taxes, the government should have to pay your legal fees if they're going to give I you agree. a full audit. I now agree. that would it's obviously gonna... change the whole full audit process pretty substantially, but they should, be, they should know there should be big bright red flags. You know, we think this person did something wrong. That's not what goes on. They're just like, yeah, we're going to check out all your stuff. Yeah, they just said we want all your bank account statements. We want uh all of your business-related contracts. We want it like, so why should they be able, and they haven't alleged any wrongdoing at all. Like, why should they be able to do that? You couldn't, again, just knock on my door and say, give me your phone. We just want to make sure you haven't done anything wrong. I And and to your point, I do think, uh, and, and I know there's a lot of Republicans out there listening, but I don't even think this is particular part, particularly partisan because obviously people of all different political persuasions, although I don't think it's a coincidence that I never got audited and then I started doing this show and suddenly they're going through everything with a fine-tooth comb. My, my thing, Buck, is why would you not be in a position where the government does have to pay my accounting and legal fees because they're alleging that I've done something wrong. I haven't. When they review all of this, now they may try to do the loophole thing, like they just asked for $39.75 in back taxes, right, when you've gotten over $10 million from me in the past couple of years. Um, why, again, to just give you a sense of how tiny that percentage of uh, of tax issue they're claiming is, there's no way that whoever uncovered the $39.75 that they claim I owe in any way that our government made money based on the time that they spent pouring over my 2022 tax return. But why should they be able to make these claims? Like we, and I, and I don't know, I, I need to do full research, but it seems like it should be equitable that if you've done nothing wrong, the government should be on the hook for whatever costs I incur trying to respond to them. I also think it is worth pointing out that the, uh, I think it was a, a, an employee of the Trump organization in New York. They, it was an elderly guy. They sent him to prison for 
like not you know listing a company car use yeah, or something very I mean, minor really, like accounting really, related issues you know ticky tack low level tax stuff and uh you know they they sent him to prison for it so you know you also have this notion that i think oh well you know if you're a good person you comply everything's fine it's like no the tax code is so complicated and some of the interpretations are open enough or vague enough that they can effectively find uh, fault with you no matter who you are. And so that's a very difficult place, I think, for anybody who thinks we live in a free society. It's a difficult thing to argue that our tax code is anything other than, well, it's a mess, obviously, but there's also a lot of special favors and corruption and social engineering and nonsense hidden in the thousands and thousands of pages that comprise the U.S. tax code. Ted Cruz ran a 2016 clay on abolishing the IRS and a one-page tax code. Yeah. We should have a one-page tax code. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And for people out there, I think that on my tax return, I think I could hire ten esteemed accountants, super smart guys and gals to go through everything, look at all my documents, look at everything, file a return, and I think all ten would come up with a different dollar that I owed and uh that uh that should be paid. And I don't think most of them would be that much different in the total dollars, but that's a, that's not because somebody's like trying to be shady or something. It's because the tax code is so complicated that applying it consistently and evenly, even when you have brilliant people working on it as their full-time job, they can't do it. Uh, and they can't all agree on the exact same dollars. And so, as, as, I just, I look at this and I say, anybody out there who saw this for anything other than what it was, 87,000 additional IRS agents is going to put so many of you who are honestly and uh, legally paying your taxes under the same microscope that I'm under right now. And God forbid you're donating a lot of money to Republicans or you're doing something that is in the disfavor of the current administration. I definitely believe that puts you under the microscope even more. So definitely show I just, up just, to your yeah. IRS audit wearing your MSNBC hat. And if it comes up, just be like, I don't like those Clay and Buck guys. They're bad. I love, I love Scarborough and Maddow because the, I'm not the even IRS show will be easier on you. I'm not even going to show up. I'm not going to do the IRS agent who I'm sure hates me and hates the things that I say. I'm not going to do their, their they're not going to get the, the the full uh full excitement of my personal appearance. I'm going to have my attorneys, I'm going to have my accountants show up. I really want them to just go double birds and say screw you guys and uh and honestly, I think the IRS should have to pay me for all of the the trouble that this is going to incur. Again, it's just it's it's coming for a lot of you. I think it's just important to understand. But the $39.75 that the IRS got from me, Buck, is going to completely handle the $33 trillion, uh, in, uh, in debt that has been, uh, currently incurred. Imagine that, Buck. You got a company that takes a third of everything that everybody makes and they still manage to spend $33 trillion they don't have. Well, Uncle Sam can afford a few more pumpkin spice lattes thanks to a uh, little handy detective work by the IRS looking at your tax returns. Families that laugh together love together. Isn't that what people say? Well, look, if you're fortunate enough to have those memories on videotape from back in the day, it's time to transfer them to digital files so they can be preserved forever and shared with generations to come. Legacy Box is the company that makes all that possible. This is the company that's digitally transferring family memories for more than a million families. 
This holiday season, they can do the same for you. And with early Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale prices, too, they'll digitally transfer those memories for as little as $9 per videotape. Legacy Box has a team of more than 200 technicians ready to help this holiday season. They'll send you a shipping box meant to safeguard your videotapes. You send them back, and in several weeks' time, they'll return your tapes along with your newly digitized files. It means you can text them to people, you can put them up in the cloud, you can email them. It's really cool. Clay and I have both done this for our families. Get a head start on the holidays with a great gift idea. LegacyBox.com slash buck is the website for this $9 per videotape deal. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to be talking to... Ted Cruz, Senator of Texas, in the next hour. He's got a book coming out, Unwoke, I think it's called, or Anti-Woke, or Unwokening, something like that. Ted Cruz does not like woke. That is the bottom line. That is all you need to know, which is, I'm sure, entirely unsurprising to everybody listening to this. Uh, he does not like cultural Marxism either, and the book the book will be diving into some of that. But we'll talk about the current events, the scene, what's going on. 
is he confident his Senate Republican colleague uh, would have trounced in a one v one melee the union individual uh, from yesterday? If we all recall that, so we will look at we will look at all. Okay, here it is. Unwoke. Oh, I was right. How to defeat cultural Marxism in America? That's the book. We'll talk about it. Um, and yes, indeed, Clay. We have a lot of uh, a lot of emails flying in here about people weighing in on. The generals, but I did we did we uh okay we'll do the Dana White conversation. What do you think in the next hour? Where yeah, let's says, do that. Yeah, because that'll be a good follow up to Ted Cruz's unwoke conversation. So I think that's um that's worthwhile. And th- there's something I-, I also wanted to get into here for a moment, if I could, uh, and it is briefly at least the border situation. And here is Joe Scarborough. This is cut six. Joe Scarborough saying he's sick and tired of Republicans stopping border funding. Play six. I'm sick and tired of them stopping funding for border security. We need border security, and I don't know what the House Republicans think is more important. They love talking about the issue, but Joe Biden actually wants to fund additional border security, and they won't do it. They refuse to fund it. Day after day after day, they've refused to do an immigration deal now for a couple of years that would take care of the border. And now they're refusing to even fund border security just so they can go on TV channels and bitch and whine about border security when they're the reasons the money is not getting down to the southern border. This is why it's it's important that shows like ours exist. Um, uh, Joe Scarborough, it's always tough to know whether it's him being ignorant, him being an imbecile, or him being completely disingenuous. Uh, in this case, it's probably a combination of all three. Clay, the border funding that Biden wants is overwhelmingly to make it faster and easier to process the arrivals who are then becoming the, quote, migrants after their illegal entry into the country who are destroying the budget of, say, New York City. Yeah. When we say border security, we mean people assigned to stop entry, deport those who enter illegally, and stop the flow of fentanyl. When they say border funding, they mean more of a welcoming committee, more people there to, you know, hand out sandwiches and and put people on the buses and planes. Yeah, and I don't think we've talked a ton about this, but Joe Biden and his FBI is currently investigating New York City Mayor Eric Adams for his connections to Turkish uh, individuals and potentially campaign funds there. They raided uh, Eric Adams' top fundraiser on the day Eric Adams was scheduled to talk about the failure of the Biden administration to deal with the migrant crisis in Washington, D.C. They took Eric Adams' cell phones and his iPad uh the FBI sees them I, I I don't know that we talk collectively enough about the incredible weaponization of Joe Biden oh no Clay this is a coincidence Department just like just like you getting your first full field IRS audit it's all a coincidence if you speak in any way negatively about Joe Biden they will use the full power of the Department of Justice and the FBI to come after you. I don't think that's a coincidence anywhere, even if you're a Democrat. It's absolutely chilling, and it's intentional. Last hour. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.